Welcome to the Retail Darwin Podcast. I'm Taylor West, joined by my co-host, Karina Denoso. We're retail specialists who live and breathe the industry every day. Join us as we explore the evolution of retail. This series is brought to you by WS Development, creating hashtag places people love. To find out more about retail opportunities near you, visit wsdevelopment.com. So today we're here to talk about a very exciting topic, one that's very timely, um, working in retail. So this is a hot topic right now. There's a lot of uh, tumultuous motion, I guess, in the in the job market, especially in the retail industry. And it's something that we work with our real retailers a lot on. We're constantly having conversations around staffing. Um, and I think one thing that became very clear was that there's a conversation to be had about how awesome it is to work in retail. Yes. So we want to pull back the curtain and let everybody know and reinvigorate all those reasons why people got started in the first place in retail, whether it be their first job out of college or in high school, or if they found it later in life and made a real career out of it. Um, We're really excited to talk about that today here with Karina. So Karina, maybe you can kick us off and just tell us, you know, you have had a long career in retail. What are the pros, (laughs) like pros and cons? What is the best, what are the best things about working in retail? The best things about working in retail, I would say sense of community. You're never alone. You have a team of people to make the day happen. Um, And I think that's a real differentiator from a lot of jobs that you have. Um, it's, it's ever changing. One day is not the same as the next. And even I say that to, mm-hmm. you know, the team all the time, because even though we have a very, uh, different type of job, I, I still kind of feel that we do work in retail in many aspects. Um, we just work at a million different brands. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're an extension of million, million different brands. Um, I would say community. I would say this each day isn't different. And I would say there's a lot of, you know, what always excite, excited me about, um, retail specifically was that it's a very creative outlet and there's a lot of different things that you can lean into. So if you have, if you love operations, you can lean into operations. If you love structure, you can lead into stock. I mean, if you love, um, creativity, you can lead into merchandising. If you love people, you lean into clienteling. So if you have a lot of these attributes that you, um, are natural to you, then retail isn't a lot of work. It's a lot of natural abilities for me my family was in retail, and so I grew up in this atmosphere, and so I knew nothing other than, and so it was a very natural um, extension into what I knew that I wanted to do, and it, again, was very natural to me. Um, and I also knew the many different layers of retail. I think a lot of people look at it as it's just a store. It's mm-hmm. not just a store. There are so many levels to that, and I knew that from my family owning a store, um, but I also had you know, an aunt that worked in corporate retail and on the buying side, and you know, I knew that there were so many levels, and I think that where a lot of people don't realize where you can start is actually in the store, and that's why it's such an incredible place um, for people to get their footing. Um, so that's really what I love about it, and it, it employs over billions of people across the <laughs> the, the world. Um, and the selling of goods is 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 really an exchange of excitement for someone. So to give someone pleasure is you know an absolute treat at the end of the day, whether you're selling them gum or you're selling them you know a handbag. You know right. you're making someone happy about a purchase. And so I think there's something to be said about that. And that joy that it brings to people sometimes gets overlooked when, um, 
you know, I think there's the negative part that you asked me about, which... Yeah, well, let's just... Elephant in the room. Yeah. What sticks about it? (laughs) So I would say you have to be... You have to have a lot of grit to Mm -hmm. work in retail. And I would say you have to have the most grit to work in a store. And it's because you are on all the time. And, you know, my sister, I have an older sister who, um, I'm going to give her a shout out. Shout shout out to Jess, who is a director of stores for St. Laurent. And she works at Copley and she's been in retail and she's a beast. And, you know, I give her, I look at her in such admiration because she works at a store five days a week. She manages a huge team, a billion, you know, I can't tell you how much volume they do, but it's an insane amount. And, you know, that doesn't just take, that that takes so much layers of energy and output. Um, And what I think that's really, it doesn't come naturally to people. And so it's, it's not a great career for someone to get into if it's just something where they're trying to buy time for their next move. I think when you're looking to get into retail, you have to like a lot of those positive things about it because you need to have the grit um, the hustle. and the hustle to be on the sales floor. And really, you have to love people. Um, and I think that I've always – it's funny. I've worked in – you know, when I was younger, I managed um, a couple of different stores and, and had a career at one point where I was a personal shopper and that one-on-one experience is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And you really are, you're a therapist, you're (laughs) a, um, you're a coach. You have to have an authoritative opinion to get the sale across. I mean, there's so many different elements to working with people. And so if you don't like people, which you cannot be a people person there, it's totally okay with that. It's not the place for you. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of truth behind it though. There like it is. it's really with for those that work into a store, you know, we have I have a, a good friend who owns a store and she loves to talk to people. And so yeah. for her, she doesn't even realize she's selling because she's really just a friend. And so being the the sale of goods, the exchange of goods, so much happens when you're building this trust trust and relationship and you're getting people comfortable. And so if you don't like people, I go back to that, then like yes, it's not the place for you and the hours are you're no you're you I think the hours are changing a little bit post COVID. I know we're gonna talk about that a little bit, but um you know you have to be willing to be flexible because you have to you're um entertaining a wider public here. It's not yeah. an office hour type of thing. So you need to have that kind of flexibility in your life. And I think that becomes challenging for people. So that sounds all really fun and awesome. <laughs> Why if if all of that is packaged up in it. Why is it so hard for retailers to find talent these days? Yeah, I think everyone's hiring, right? Everyone's hiring, and I, it's not just retailers. We see it in the restaurant space. We see it in the hospitality space. I think the most. Yeah, and I think that people really rethought their lives during COVID because it was the first time where the whole world was shut off, and you really didn't have to work. And then if you, and, and, or you couldn't work because you were furloughed or your store really couldn't operate, your job was on the line. And I think people got, um, really thoughtful about how they wanted to spend their time. And I think a lot of people who were in retail maybe didn't like it. Mm. And so where I think though there, and then, but that's, to be true for people who are in corporate America. There's this great resignation that's happening where people are reevaluating the way in which they want to spend time because they don't want to sit behind a desk. I think that a lot of people 
it's not just retail. I think everyone is rethinking how they want to use their time. And retail, in in my opinion, allows you the most flexibility in your life because you are not. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, when I, when I worked and managed a store, I didn't work every weekend. I worked some weekends because if you work retail, you know that Saturday is like Christmas all the time. And there's a hustle and there's an energy in the room. And you, you have a, you have this incredible day that's four days, you know, four days out of the month. It's actually fun to work it. It's not a, it's, and, and then during the week you have a day off that the whole world is, you know, maybe doing something else and you get all of your errands done. So I actually enjoyed that flexibility. And I think other people are open to it. You also could pack in a 32 hour work week in four days than working five days a week. So retail offers a lot more full-time flexibility with great health benefits, whereas other places don't. Um, So I think that it's we're in a space where retailers need to be really, really thoughtful about the way in which they're marketing all of the amazing attributes to work at their their stores. And I think that's a great opportunity that everyone is assessing right now. Like, what loyalty, internal loyalty programs are we offering our employees to get their buy-in? Because it's not, it's, it's just so competitive right now everywhere. And the talent pool is big. Yep. And I think people are really rethinking like how do I want to spend my time and how do I want to spend my life and I think the pandemic really jolted people into thinking that and it's like we're all in a snow globe it's been shaken up and now everyone's just waiting for the snow to settle and I think that you know again I'm I'm such an advocate of people going into retail because of that flexibility because of the great compensation benefits that come from it um, and and also just the health benefits you said how they want to plan their life. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. There is a career to be had. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that when they first get started or yeah. when they're pondering like, oh, you know, maybe a retail job over some other job that they're applying for. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about opportunities for growth and how important that is? Absolutely. I think many of us, um, my friend Ron Thurston, who wrote retail pride, a lot of us had this accidental retail career where we were either in college working full time or after college got a job in retail and realized, wow, there is so much growth opportunities because you could manage a store, you could go into buying, you could go into visual merchandising, you can go into a regional manager, you can become a VP of retail, you could become a CEO. I mean, like there's endless opportunities. And I think that people underestimate that some of the biggest corporations in America right now are retailers, Amazon, Gap Inc., uh, uh, Google, Apple. They're all retailers. And right. so there you start at any of those stores on the store level, you only have up to go. So, you know, I, I started in retail. Um, and I think about if I wanted to have stayed in that space, my career would have been very, you know, I wouldn't say as similar, but I would have had the same types of opportunities. It, it's it, it the growth is crazy. Um, you know, and it's, it's, so that's why it's so interesting. You know, it could get a bad rep and it always would break my heart when people are like, oh, retail. And a great example is, you know, I've, you know, Kaylee on our team who mm-hmm. worked, she actually went to Fisher. She started working for me at Alex Anani. Um, at that point, I was a talent development specialist. I had opened, was opening up Alex Anani's stores. I was a beast. I was running around like a psychopath at 22 years old. Didn't really know what I was doing. I don't know how I got that job. Hired this girl who was like, 
I'm going to school for fashion. And I was like, all right, you want to sell some bracelets? And then I had decided to leave that company and I thought this was a really sweet girl. I said, you want to come over to Intermix with me? And she goes, I've never sold clothes. Like, I don't know how to sell high-end clothes. I'm like, oh, you're going to be fine. And she worked for me for four years all throughout college. And she went and she's like, I'm going to become a buyer. I want to become a buyer. And I, she moved to New York. I got her a job at Intermix in New York so she could transfer there. Went to Van Cleef. Went to Chloe. Went to some of these really big brands. She started at a store. Mm-hmm. And the, the transferable skills from starting in a store, if you don't know how product works from a consumer first, you're certainly not going to know how to sell it like on the or allocate it the way a buyer right. could. So like it's so – having that – exposure at a young age and in your 20s especially where you're still finding things out you want flexibility to go out but you you know you need flexibility with your school schedule it's so incredible the opportunities and doors that it could open i think that people underestimate retail is crucial to networking and networking is everything it most things happen in people's lives is because of the people that they know and if you work in retail you're going to end up knowing everybody cuz you meet everybody mm-hmm. and i will tell you i know everybody just because I've worked in retail for so long. Yep. And your great personality. Oh, thank you. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> but true. It's really, I, I oftentimes people, I've actually paused when people like do this because I hate when people are like, I know that person. But like typically I'd be in a room with someone, they bring someone up and I'd be like, I think I sold her sweater. Or like, that name, <laughs> so, that, that name sounds so familiar. I know her. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the, you just start to connect the dots. Right. Because r- retail is so much relationship building that there's no other. Let's talk a little bit about how retailers, so not so much employees, but the retailers can identify, maybe identify those talents and skills that their employees have and scale them or kind of what are the solutions to getting over the hurdle of retaining staff or finding it in the first place? It's a great question. That comes down to management. Yeah. And we all have had those managers where you're like, I really don't like this person. <laughs> and it really then makes you evaluate your job. I mean, let's all be truthful. It, it really is about who you work for. Um, I pride myself on being a manager that gets my team to a place that they want to be because I want to identify what they want to do. And I think that's crucial to anyone's growth. And so if you're in a store or you're in an environment and you are working for someone who's trying to nurture that curiosity and help you explore that curiosity, you better grab on because People don't get that. And so Ron and I often talk about this because part of being a great retail manager is exposing your team to so many different aspects of what a, how a store functions. And so I oftentimes, I come from a place of like nobody, I'm not better than anybody else on my team. So everyone should know exactly what I know how to do. Because if I get sick or if something happens to me, someone else is going to know how to make this place run. And I think there, that's that's my method. I don't know if that's everybody else's, but that go, that's just what I've inherited. And so part of that has allowed people on my teams to have exposure to things and, and push them into a place that they found a skill set that they actually want to lean into doing, and then they end up enjoying their job even more. So in a store setting, for instance, it was often important to me to understand, well, do I've got someone on my team who I really love, who's super responsible, but she's not good with people or he's not good with people, but they're super organized. Okay, they could do transfers and they could do stock and they can help organize because that's that's part of the biggest business that we have. And trying to think about your team holistically and where they they fit 
in the space and what they actually enjoy doing. And I think that's really crucial because then that person is leaning into something that they enjoy. They're, they're, they're getting into something that they might, they're using a muscle that they haven't. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what, this is this, what, what more can I do in this space? There was someone that worked for me that loved stock. <laughs> it was, and uh, the stock guys were like the Kings of our store because, uh, uh, you know, the UPS driver would come in and I like, uh, you would always know the UPS driver by name. Thank God you're here. What did we get? We'd rip open the boxes. It was like chaos. And it was the best exhilarating feeling ever. Cause you got a new delivery. You're opening your cell phone. You're calling everyone you know, come into the store, it's here, you gotta get it. And this one guy, Andrew, he was, he was just so lovely. And he goes, I really want to move to New York. And I said, you got it. And I, <laughs> and even though I was lost without him and I was, it, I will never find anyone as talented as Sam because he really helped and not, you know, it sounds like it's just unpacking boxes. Oh my God, it's so much more. You're uploading inventory. You're managing the inventory, all of the dollars in and out of the store. It's, it's, it's so much charge, so much, so much more detail than that. I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving them enough credit, but when I got him the job in New York, I remember it was so selfless of me. And retail is very selfless in all aspects because you are giving yourself to the customer all day. You're giving yourself to your employees all day. Um, so it's, it's, that's a that's another great aspect. I think I'm going in a tailspin. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's good. That's my story about Andrew. But yeah. No, we love to hear about Andrew. We'll send him this recording. <laughs> We're going to tag him. No, no, honestly, it's great to hear how passionate you are about it. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, only because there is so much growth and opportunities. And I think when even relocating is a really big thing in retail where you can test new markets and try new places how many jobs do you get to work at where you're like, hey, so yeah. you have a store in San Francisco. Are you have openings there? It's a lot easier for an employer to be like, yes, go move or then try to find someone in a new market. Yeah. And it creates a sense of loyalty to them, to the brand. Exactly. And they're more invested. You're more invested in them. It's a good, good connection. Um, for our smaller retailers, yeah. let's talk about the importance of scheduling. Yeah. Specifically, building a schedule and being flexible in that, especially this day and age. Yeah. I think that I used to love doing a schedule. I, I, it's so fun. And my sister will call me all the time and vent to me about her schedule. And I'm like, let me just do your schedule for you. <laughs> I love it. Um, it really comes down to optimizing your day and understanding the hours in which you need to open and how many people you need to maximize yourself through. And so for me um, – I really always focused on my full-time employees first and building them out because they're the priority, right? They have to work a certain amount of hours, whether that's for benefits, whether that's for the commitment that you've made to them, and then peppering in your strong part-time employees where they're needed to offset the balance um, and the, 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 uh, I would say, uh, the life balance that your full-time employees need. That's really where you should lean into your part-timers. Like your part-timers, they're there part-time. They're, they're fabulous and you should treat them, you know, with all the same respect and, and everything, but they have way more flexibility. Um, and so I, that, that's really my first advice is to prioritize and make sure that you're, you really have open communication about your full-time employees and what they need, what days off they might need, what they have coming up in their lives and build out a schedule two to three weeks in advance because you need to give people ample time to plan. Um, I think people have families, people have pets, people have car appointments, doctor's appointments, and the more um, responsible you could be as a store manager, store owner about allowing your team to have the ability to 
the schedule of their lives, it shows a great deal of respect. Yep. And I think it's it's something that the workforce is expecting now. Yeah. Um, post-COVID, it's just a necessary thing. People are taking care of others now. And yeah. That was, yeah. That was, for me, when I was working retail, that was the best part is that if you needed somebody to cover your hours, you could always call somebody who had the day off. I mean, then you could basically pick your own hours. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember I, my management style was once my schedule was was set, if you needed it changed, then to Ryan's point, you need to lean into someone else on the team then to switch with you. It's the employee's responsibility be, to find a replacement. Yeah. And that, that was just my, that yep. was just the way that I managed, but I think, you know, whatever works, but I think that's something that it's a pretty, it's a big trend, I would say. Yeah. Um, but that again, comes back to community. It's one team, one dream. You got to be there for your team. You got to be there to support your <laughs> one team, one team yeah. hashtag. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, do, it really does come down to the store doesn't, there's this analogy that gets often thrown around in retail, but it, it is so true. Retail is a stage. And when those lights turn on and when that music turns on and when those customers walk in, you are on. <laughs> and they're coming in regardless if you're there or not. So you need to make sure that you have your understudy there. And it's very important that they bring their best self. And so, you know, it, the scheduling is is key and, and making sure that you have those part-time people to support things that the unexpected. I think we just found the title of this episode, Retail is a Stage. Yeah. <laughs> that a, is an a awesome big analogy. Big bright lights and a curtain. It is a stage. That's awesome. So I just wanted to give our listeners a little look into some of the resources Karina has mentioned today. Um, so Ron Thurston, his book is called Retail Pride. It's celebrating your accidental career. We, yeah. We uh, we live by this book in yeah. some words. Um, Ron has been a friend of ours for a few years now. He's known Karina since, you know, I think forever. How long have you known Ron? I've, I've known Ron a long time. And he Ron has a, a really extensive retail career. Um, we've crossed paths in a lot of different ways. And I think his book really highlights what an incredible path you could take if you if you go down retail. So it's a great, it's actually a great gift if yeah. you have a new employee starting it yes. really to get them pumped up, to it's find great. the community um, in the retail space. Um, so little pitch for Ron, yeah. but a uh, plug on Amazon. <laughs> we, we give it out whenever we can get our hands on it. But um, also feel free to listen to this podcast, DM us on yeah. Instagram, uh, what, what you want to hear, whether you're an employee in the retail space or retail yourself or a broker or a lover of clothes. <laughs> um, send us a message. It's us on the other end of the phone. So we'd love to hear from you and hear about what you guys want to want to learn more about and hear more about. Um, so Ryan, I think that that cues you up for our annual, question of the day. Yeah, fun question. It, I say annual, but I think we're just going with fun, awesome question that fun, Ryan awesome has. Question. Um, so I feel the like question, you need music. I yeah, know, I, I should press one of these buttons. Nick's like, don't press the button. Um, uh, so the question is, we can, we can add post music in after this, right? Okay. (laughs) Um, when you were young, uh, what was your dream retail job? So 
I, I think I knew that I was going to work retail. Well, I started working retail actually when I was 16, but I wanted to work at Betsy Johnson because mm. I loved, she had a store on the Upper East Side and I got all my prom dresses there. I actually like was asked to the prom when I was like 15 and <laughs> wow. I was like the senior and yeah. And so I knew, and I just remember these ladies were so fabulous and they just like took care of me. Like I was a boss. I was like, I'm 15, like, but this is back of the service. And yeah, that was like my iconic store. And then as I got older, I wanted to work at Saks and that was like my first big leagues game. And that was iconic and taught me everything. Wow. Those are, those are some big names. Mine is, uh, (laughs) I have a older sister and she, when I was about five, she had her first job and it was in the Macy's shoe department. And when I tell you that was the coolest place in the world for me, (laughs) I I think until I was like, you know, Probably in high school, I was like, that's my summer job. And I love and that. I ended up going into tennis, but <laughs> you know, I, I still got my shoes, yeah. and that was like the dream. I can remember it now to this day. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of fell into retail. I mean, I, I worked young in like a food. I was, my first job was at McDonald's, you know? Nice. Um, and then, you know, in high school, I was working at a Pertucci, so another retail place. I was waiting tables, but I went. And I think it's no surprise to our listeners and you guys how much I love music. So I went to school for music production for a couple of years. And while I was there, I realized I need to buy equipment. And I knew if I <laughs> needed to buy equipment, I needed a discount because I had no money. So my dream job was to work at Guitar Center. Oh, my God. So, Ricardo's too. So I went in there and I convinced them why, why I would be the best Did salesperson you? there. And I got I got the job and I, and I started working there. I was a really – I mean I was Which I was a bad employee for myself. Uh, the one in Natick. Oh, my yeah. God. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and before that, I worked in another place called Mars Music, which is gone, which is now there's a bridal store there. We're at the Sherwood Plaza. Okay. Um, but um, <laughs> but uh, while I was there, I mean, I think I was, I, I got, I got a. My mom used to like want me to pay rent to live at the house. You know, I was growing up, yeah. and she's like, "Hey, just throw a couple bucks in," and I just used to come home with gear. I would because I would get a discount on it. So every Friday when I got my check, I, instead of bringing money home, I just brought home stuff to, to add to my little studio. Yeah, very strategic. Look yeah. at you now. I know, I know, right? <laughs> look, and look, years later, look what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I, I told my mom, "Hey, mom, it's paying off now." Um, <laughs> no, but I think I was a good employee for the company, but not for myself because I I wasn't. We worked off commission. Of like course. Like you got paid like a flat rate, but then you got worked off commission. But I cared more about teaching other people how to do stuff. So I was just giving them, I was selling everything for what I, what I could have got it for to people just because I wanted more people to get, I was just so passionate about yeah. it, you know? So, um, and I'm sure your bosses loved you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, I didn't love it because I never got any commission checks because I was always giving people like discounts on stuff. Oh man. Uh, I mean, cause we had like a bottom line that we yeah, could sell yeah, to. Yeah. Um, and that was, so in that factor, you know, it wasn't so great, but it was, Ryan brings up an interesting point that so many retailers have to lean into their benefits because you get loyalists like myself and Ryan. Like I loved the discount on clothes because I love clothes. You love music equipment. And, you know, I think when people can celebrate their employees and honor them in in that kind of way, it just, it will get them to commit even more to the brand. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun question. Yeah, great question. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening in. For more retail tips, tricks, and conversations, follow us on Instagram at The Retail Darwin. Let us know what you'd like to hear and never miss an episode by subscribing on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.